shut up. I'm listening to Zdenek English podcast. You're listening to Zdenek English podcast, by far the greatest English podcast on earth for English learners since sliced bread. My name is Zdenek, and I'm your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zdenek English podcast. That's right, Zdenek English podcast. You heard me right. We are back. And that's because one of my students, my Swiss student to be more precise, decided to cancel his lesson today, uh, which means, um, yeah, I have got more time on my hands. Now, I wonder why we say to have a lot of time on your hands and not shoulders or legs or ears or eyes. I don't know what the etymology is, but it is certainly a good phrase. If you have a lot of time on your hands, it means that you don't have anything in particular to do, which means you are basically a little bit bored. And yeah, that's a good reason to record Zdenek English podcast, of course. Good reason to uh, make my comeback on my own podcast. I have been neglecting Zdenek English podcast a little bit. It, it has been a while. Uh, I haven't been neglecting the YouTube people, though. I will, I will have to be honest with you. That's because these days I focus on the YouTube channel more because I feel like It just gives me the impression that it is growing and that I'm learning a new skill. I just, I don't know. There is something about it. Um, it also seems to be more interactive as I can talk to my uh, listeners directly in my comments. And when I do a live show, which I do quite often, I do one English lesson and I do a football show called The Premier Corner uh, more or less every week. And uh, when I do it live, I am able to talk to my listeners or viewers in that case uh, directly, which I can't really do here on the podcast. So while I still love the podcast, I still love doing the podcasting. It's a bit more distant, yeah, because you guys, my listeners, you don't always talk to me. I know there are some people who occasionally send me an email, but it's uh, nowhere near enough. You know, it's nowhere near enough. So Anyway, uh, it's good to be back, and uh, you are also able to watch this as a, a YouTube video, of course. Um, so, this episode is quite action-packed, and it might actually turn out to be quite long, and that's because I, I have made a lot of notes, and uh, this episode is going to be one of those that is semi-prepared, uh, which means partially I may be reading some notes, But I also, I will try to keep an eye contact as well with, with you. Well, it, in fact, it's, it's the camera which is attached to my wall. You might be wondering, Zdenek, why is it not attached to your laptop? Well, that's because if it is, if it were attached to my laptop, then um, every time I hit my table, the camera would shake and the, the image would just not look good on YouTube. So that's why I... Um, made a decision to, uh, like I said, to to sort of stick it onto my wall. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, apologies to the YouTube people if I'm not always looking at you. I mean, I should. I should keep an eye contact. I mean, it's it's a polite thing to do, and it's the right thing to do if you're doing YouTube as well. It's one of those things the YouTube gurus will tell you that you should always do because then. Uh, For some reason, the interaction makes more sense. Maybe your listeners are more likely to 
to stay, to remain, because as you know, the retention for YouTube videos is it's not always very good. A lot of people just watch the few first few minutes and then they just they just leave, yeah, without watching the rest. How dare they? I mean, I kind of get it. I I probably do the same sometimes. It depends, right? Uh, you have to convince your listeners or your viewers in this case as the YouTuber or podcaster or whoever you are, teacher. <laughs> I'm a teacher, right? Right? I am still a teacher. Of course I am. I've been teaching English for 13 years. That's just a reminder to, to those of you who may not know me very well. A reminder? Why would I need to remind, remind something to the people that don't know me? It's more of an introduction, let's say, of myself to the new people and a reminder to those of you who have um, some sometimes uh, problems with your memory or something. I don't know. I don't know why I'm going on about other people's memory. It's none of my business, of course, and um, I should probably get on with the episode. Right. So, as I said, this episode is action-packed, uh, which is a lovely adjective. If something is action-packed, it means it's full of action. It's full of interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of things I have um, on my mind that I would like to get off my chest as well. Interesting. A lot of things on my mind that I would like to get off my chest. Right. That's interesting. Two interesting phrases um, in one sentence. So, first of all, I've got some good news. I have just released a new website. So, in this episode, I'm going to tell you something about it. Also, when it comes to podcasting, yes, I haven't been very active lately. It's been ages since I published the last episode. But I have to tell you, there is some stuff happening in the background. Yes, uh, I've got a fantastic guest coming up on the Next English Podcast that shall be released in, I don't know, in about 10 days, 14 days time, something along those lines. And um, oh, possibly I may be planning to reintroduce some kind of private podcast for the people that support me. I, I still don't know um, how I will do it. So uh, bear with me and uh, stay tuned for more information. Uh, there's one more thing. I have featured uh, as a guest on um, someone else's podcast. And you know this person very well. And uh, I have mentioned this person here on this podcast as many times as I can remember. Many times, many times, numerous times multiple times you probably know who i'm talking about the king of podcasting so i have i am about to feature on this person's podcast i will tell you more if you have no clue who i am talking about i'll tell you more in this episode so uh be ready for that and i would also like to touch on uh, what is currently happening in the world which might turn out to be a little bit more heavy or a little bit heavier uh, specifically, I would like to say a few words about the Israeli-Palestine conflict and uh, basically give you my take, uh, tell you what I make of it. And um, yeah, but I think I should start with my sort of life in Vietnam update. Because as you know, guys, currently I am based in Vietnam. I have been living here for almost 10 months now. It's it's going to be a year in Christmas, which 
which is incredible if you think about it. I can't, I can't, I can't believe I've been here for so long, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. So um, I have recorded a few episodes about Vietnam. So if you go back, if you dig. Uh, dig one of the oldest dig out one of the oldest episodes you will find uh, my sort of first impressions of Vietnam and um, things like that but here it's more like an update um, I have to tell you I was struggling a bit in summer I've, I've, I've had a difficult summer I'll be honest with you but now fortunately things seem to be improving the last let's say two months things have been much better and so what did you struggle with, Zdenek? Well, um, it's a bit hard for me to talk about it, and I don't think I am willing to share everything with you. But let's just say there were some visa issues, some problems. I hired the wrong agent. I talked to the wrong people. And basically, I was on the receiving end of uh, some, let's call it misunderstandings. Uh, let's not be too cynical about this. I, I think they were mostly misunderstandings. And uh, unfortunately, I paid a price for that, uh, especially because I had to pay some money. I had to shell out some money that I, was, I wasn't meant to and things like that. Uh, so that paid its toll on me a little bit on my sort of mental state. Uh, I was a little bit stressed about this. And as you know, as you probably know, when you're stressed, it also pays its toll on your physical state. Basically, I also got uh, got sick a few times. I came down with several different diseases and illnesses, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, probably one of them was probably COVID, and I was also sort of losing my fitness levels. Yeah, so that that was really annoying. It's, again, connected to my mental state because if I'm unable to do sports, you probably know from the previous episodes, I feel a bit depressed about it. And it's also connected to my inability to sleep well. My sleeping patterns are not exactly ideal at the moment. And so, yeah, it's really nothing to write home about. I'm a night owl. I'm a <laughs> full-time night owl. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm not very happy about it, but it is what it is. At least what I should be able to do is to sleep eight hours, um, eight hours, yeah, in one go, without waking up in the middle of the night and taking a one-hour break. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm struggling with that a little bit, but it is better than it was in summer. The thing is, why was it so hard in summer for me? It's not just the visa stuff. It's also the temperature. Yeah, I, I'm not used to such high temperatures with uh, such high humidity levels as well. The humidity and the high temperature is, is it's a killing, deadly, deadly combination, basically. So that, again, paid its toll on me. That's, that is a phrase that I've used many times in this episode already. When something pay, pays its toll on you, uh, let's let's Google it to give you um, a good definition. Just you know, I don't want to uh, mess this up. So if something takes takes its toll on you, did I say pay? Why did I keep saying pay? Could it be pay? Hmm, I think it's always take. I am sorry. Okay, I may have messed up. Why did I? 
why did I think it was pay? Well, thank God I've checked this one. So if something take takes its toll on you, it basically means it has a serious or bad effect on you. Yeah, it may harm you in some way. It may damage you. So in this case, I was referring to my mental and also physical health. Mm. You know why I thought it was pay its toll? Because toll is also a word that means mm, it's a charge that you pay for something. Yeah, um, It's like a tax or fee paid for something. And of course, you pay a toll, right? Pay the toll. So that's why I messed this up. But it's the phrase is to take its toll on you. So that's been clar clarified, hopefully. And um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think everything is now a little bit better. Uh, yeah, going back to the summer, the summer stuff. So yeah, it's it's just it it was just way too hot for my liking. I was sweating everywhere. I even had some rash because of the sweating, like some red spots on my body. I still I'm still struggling with that a little bit, and um, also I had to start using fans. Not, not football fans, but you know those fans that spin around and create uh, cooler air. Those kinds of fans, not the computer fans, but the the big ones. There's one next to me, but the camera that I'm using is attached to my wall, so I can't really, I can't really. Um, I could, I could move it, but that might mess things up. So I would rather not. Um, yeah. So AC fans. Also, I had to drink a lot of water with ice and anything you drink here is with ice including beer yes you heard me right i had to put ice into my beer unbelievable right yeah i, I feel ashamed yeah so um all in all tough summer for me especially because of the these temperatures and um, now the rainy season is starting so it's a it's a different kind of challenge we we are in an in an area here in Vietnam where you get regular monsoon seasons in the tropical zone. You have you have the there are only two seasons here in Vietnam, uh, the dry season and the rainy season. And the rainy season is starting now, so a lot of rain. A lot today is is um, a rare day without rain. Actually, it's the, the sky is quite clear. But other than that, almost every day it's going to rain for the for the following three days. Yeah, so you can imagine different kind of challenges. You have to wear flip flops all the time. I can't, I can't wear anything else. Flip flops or sandals, something that you know dries quickly. The clothes, yeah, you have to, you have to really wash your clothes all the time. It, it's hard, harder to dry because it takes longer to dry your clothes when they get wet, when when you get soaked, and even even so. You might be using what what are they called the raincoats or ponchos, but uh, that might not be enough. So now, guys, it looks like I'm complaining a lot. I'm not. I love my love here. Love my love. No, I love my life here. And uh, however, you know, nothing is perfect. And at least, at least, life is interesting here. I have to say, it is. It is. Um, I'm happy to be here, and I have. Manage to create some meaningful relationships, which I think is is a big factor here. So uh, my girlfriend is is a really good girl. She's very supportive, understanding, and open-minded. She's Vietnamese. She's also very funny. 
and um, her English is getting better. So do you know what? I'm actually surprised like how smooth it has been with her. I mean, I was expecting some problems with the culture differences, but it's it's almost negligible, really. Yeah, so she's she's a nice girl. And um, yeah, my financial situation is a little bit more stable now as well. It hasn't been really good since I came here. Now it's slightly better. Okay, it's slightly better. So do you, do you know what? I don't need much. I've, I've realized I can be I can live uh, a life of a minimalist. So I've I've got a small studio. Yeah, this this room you can see if you are watching this on YouTube. It's just one room. I live in just one room. It's it's a kitchen, it's my bedroom, it's my living room, it's all in one. And then there's a small bathroom that's a separate room, but it's very small. And we live here in two people, and I'm not really complaining, you know. I, it's my choice. I could pay for something bigger with more rooms, but that would be more expensive, and I currently can't really afford it um, because one day I might want to go back to the Czech Republic, and uh, the ticket, the, the flight ticket is pretty expensive, yeah, so... You know, I need to start saving up for that. And yeah, it's a choice. You know, you, you can't have everything in life. You have to make some choices, make some sacrifices. So to be honest with you, I'm not that bothered. I'm not that fussy when it comes to a place I live in. As long as I have my laptop, laptop, decent internet, as long as it's a relatively quiet place. And um, I don't know, it doesn't doesn't rain inside, I suppose. Yeah, it wouldn't be very good if it if this place had a leak or something. Yes. So, yeah, that's um, that's that. We will see what happens next year. But I'm planning to go back to Europe, maybe in summer. I know it's a long time from now, but it's it's good to to sort of plan these things. Yeah, just in your head a little bit to think about your next moves, think about your next steps. It sort of makes sense to give yourself certain goals, even if they are slightly vague like this one, because things could change, things could develop or pan out in a different way. So it's always good to have uh, several B plans or contingency plans if things don't go according to plan. Yeah. So that's that. That That is my update about Vietnam. Um, those of you who are in the Achievers Chamber or my private students, of course, you know more because we regularly talk to each other my lessons my private lessons with my private students and the group lessons in the achievers chamber um, are done in a very personal way and we often talk to each other about our lives you know so that's why these people know more and you can't always share everything online because it could just backfire one day yeah which i think is closely related to the next subject i'm going to talk about which is uh, the stuff that is currently happening in Israel and Palestine. And uh, that's pretty serious, actually. And uh, you have already heard me give my support to Ukraine in the Russia-Ukrainian conflict. We, I've already talked about this on this podcast and also on my YouTube channel. And... I am not I'm not very very neutral when it comes to this conflict. I'm on the Ukrainian side. I stand with Ukraine. And um I can't really say that I'm exactly neutral in the Israeli-Palestine conflict. However, 
I feel like my opinion um, is possibly a little bit more balanced. I see both angles. I'm, I'm trying to understand both angles. So I will try to sort of analyze the situation, give you my personal views on this. Please understand that this is only my personal view. I know this, this uh, really um, sparks very heated debates. Yeah, this, um, this thing is very personal to a lot of people. A lot of people feel very strongly about it. And when people do feel like that, um, they often say things online uh, which are not very nice. And uh, often they say it without carefully thinking what they are saying through. And that's, I think, a problem because what whatever you put online will stay there. Even this episode, you know, I have to be really careful um, uh, what I say um, because it could be used against me one day, especially because this, this is a podcast, yeah? So, um, of course, I have been following this conflict closely. However, it's not as close to me as, oh, actually, now I'm in Vietnam, but when the Ukrainian war started, Ukraine is not very far from the country I come from, which is the Czech Republic. But when it comes to this conflict, it's a little bit further away from me. And, of course, I know there have been problems for ages. But... There is a little connection. Of course, uh, you know, Germany and what happens to Jews, the Holocaust, that's right next to my country. Yeah. So in my country, in the Czech Republic, uh, of course, Czechoslovakia was occupied. Uh, back then, we were one country with Slovakia. So Czechoslovakia was occupied by Hitler um, at the right before the war started. And um, of course, Jews, Jews were... Uh, rounded up and sent to concentration camps. And we do have some concentration camps in the Czech Republic. And I have visited these concentration camps. Not all of them, but Terezin. I visited Terezin, which is, I believe, somewhere in the west of the country. Yeah, somewhere near Pilsen, I think. I can't remember exactly. I might be saying this wrong. But uh, the point is, there is a certain connection, yeah? But it's it's a little bit more distant than the Ukrainian stuff, I would say. Also because Israel is further away than Ukraine. But I think I still do have my op own opinion on this. And a lot of people do have their opinion. Often you would be surprised how, how different these opinions are and how this conflict divides people. Yeah, And how, how they fall out with each other. We are talking about friends and families. It's such a such a divisive thing and it's it's really sad what happened basically it started with a terrorist attack um which of course has been has been shown that hamas were responsible for hamas is the official government of uh, the gaza gaza right um so that's we're talking about palestine the gaza strip and the whether People didn't have a choice, so I don't know why they voted for this government, but this is a terrorist organization. And uh, that's that's clear as well. And they killed, I don't know, was it like 1,000 people? I, I, could, I don't know exactly how many people they killed. Brutally murdered kids. Uh, they have also taken a lot of hostages and uh, they have killed kids. They have raped people. They, there is evidence about that. 
and um, of course, uh, as Israel always does, the, it's it's part of their culture. It's part of their sort of identity. They have what what's called eye for an eye approach, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. So whenever somebody does something to them, they will always retaliate. They will always take revenge, which is kind of different from the concept of Christianity. When when in Christianity, the pure version of Christianity, I think uh, you should forgive. You should forgive and um, you should not... If, if, if basically someone does tooth for a tooth, it means someone knocks your tooth out you have the right to do exactly the same to the person that did that to you. If someone, let's say, kills one of your family members, you have the right to do exactly the same to them. So I'm not exactly sure I'm on board, in with, this, uh, on board with this system or with this approach, but that's what, that's what um, Jewish people do. Uh, that's what Israel does. Um, so I have been listening to a lot of arguments from both sides lately, because in order to, to make any sort of opinion and release it online, you really have to be well knowledgeable, or at least you have to sort of soak it up. You have to listen to all different arguments from all sides. And um, of course, I have got my own personal experience as well. I have actually taught at a school where uh, some of the students I had came from those places, from the Middle East, including Palestine and Israel. I have met the people from those places. So that means the, the, the sort of behavior that those people had, the sort of attitude they showed me in my lessons and the attitude to me as a teacher and as a person and the attitude they showed to my colleagues, it sort of shaped my... Um, view of them or my attitude of them D does it make any sense basically everyone has their own biases and it's based on your personal experience yeah but there are a lot of people who just share whatever they see on social media or they make an opinion based on nothing yeah, they don't know anything about it but i think the best way to understand something is if you if you actually get to know the people if you get to know the people yeah so I do have that kind of experience. So I, I just like to tell you that this, that this is where I'm coming from. And of course, like everyone, I am influenced by, you can call it a Western propaganda or the, whatever is shared in the West in social media. Yeah? Just like the people on the other side are influenced by the other propaganda. Yeah? It's exactly the same in Russia, the Russian propaganda. And now the sort of the... I really have to be careful here what I say, but let's say the 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 pro-Palestine propaganda, yeah. So that would be usually some Muslim countries, not all of them, but for example, I think it's not Saudi Arabia, but it's quite complicated there because not not all Muslims uh, stand with each other, you know. So there are differences. We have got Shiites and Sunnis, right? And different countries have sort of different perspectives on this, uh, different ideas. So I'd just like to say that everybody has their own bias and including myself, I'm not denying that, but at least I'm trying to make an opinion based on my personal experiences as well as I'm trying to listen. I don't always sort of stop listening when I hear someone say things that 
I don't necessarily agree with. I, I let them talk. I, 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 I hear them out because I want to know what the other side has to say and if it makes any sense and if the arguments they are presenting are have any sort of validity. Yeah. And often it shows, often it shows. Okay. So I've also been listening to a lot of LBC lately. Again, I used to listen to LBC during the Brexit conf uh, conflict, the Brexit situation in the UK. And it's, it's a great radio. I recommend it. We have it in the Achievers Chamber. So the Achievers Chamber members can just click something in, in the Discord group that we have and they can listen to LBC whenever. I, I listen to LBC when I have a little bit of free time. Let's say I, I play a game and then it's like um, sort of background radio stuff going on in the in the background. Uh, that wasn't really good English there, but you know what? Who cares? So the conflict between Palestine and Israel has been going on for centuries. It's really one of the oldest conflicts in the world. We are talking before Christ times, yeah. And um, I decided to ask ChatGPT, why is it that everybody, not everybody, but why is it that well, so many people actually have hated Jews? Why, why is it the Jews always, why is it always Jews? You know, like, of course, we know what Hitler did. And, um, Jews are not exactly popular in the Middle East either. So why is it? Why is it that for so many years there have always been problems? Does it mean that Jews are to blame or could it actually be something different? So I decided to ask ChatGPT to, to give me some, some ideas about this. And this is here is what ChatGPT said. I'm just going to read it out to you, okay? I'm an AI language model and I can provide you with historical context on the topic. It is important to know that hatred towards Jews, known as anti-Semitism, has varied throughout history and across different cultures. There is no single reason why people have always hated Jews, as it has been influenced by a combination of socio-cultural, economic, religious and political factors. Here are some of the main historical reasons behind anti-Semitism. Number one, religious prejudice. Historically, some religious groups have held negative views towards Jews due to their refusal to accept other religious beliefs, including Christianity or Islam. These differences have led to discriminatory attitudes and persecution. Number two, scapegoating. Jews being a minority community with uh, distinct culture practices and communal coherence have often been blamed for various societal problems such as economic crises, political turmoil or the spread of diseases. They were often used as convenient scapegoats to divert attention from other issues. Number three, economic factors. In certain societies, Jews were involved in money lending and other financial activities leading to resentment and jealousy from segments of the population. They were accused of usury, unfairly profiting from the economic situation 
economic situations of others, which fueled anti-Semitic sentiments. Number four, blood libel and accusations of poisoning wells. In medieval, in, par, pardon, in medieval Europe, Jews were accused of ritualistic murders and spreading diseases, leading to pogroms and violent persecution. False accusations of poisoning wells during, uh, let me read that again. False accusations of poisoning wells during outbreaks of plague also intensified hatred towards Jewish communities. Number five, political motivations and conspiracy theories. Jewish people were often seen as a threat to political stability and loyalty to the state. Conspiracy theories such as the myth of Jewish world domination or controlling global finances have fueled anti-Semitic sentiments throughout history. Number six, Nazi propaganda and the Holocaust. During the Holocaust, Nazi Germany systematically exterminated six million Jews. Adolf Hitler's anti-Semitic ideology combined with propaganda blaming Jews for societal issues led to one of the most extreme and horrific instances of anti-Semitism in history. It is important to know that anti-Semitism has been widely discredited and condemned as a form of discrimination. Efforts to combat anti-Semitism and promote tolerance continue to be important in promoting equality and peace. Oof, this is some heavy stuff. You should also know that there are only about 16 million Jews, which is not many. Yeah, As far as I know, I'm going to quickly check it, but I think... Uh, Uh, I think there are only 16 million Jews in the world. Actually, hmm, let me let me just Google it. How many Jews are there in the world? Just to be sure, I don't want to say it wrong. Okay, so I believe I believe it's about right. Yeah, about right. About 16 million Jews in the world, which is not many. So I don't want to make this a conflict between. I don't want to make this look like it's a conflict between. Muslims and the and Jews, but I feel like the way it is sort of perceived in Europe and in the West, it's exactly like that. And a lot of people see it as just two sides. But I think it's more complicated than that. I think there are nuances that are difficult for the Western people to understand. And I'm admitting this myself because I'm I'm a Western person, of course, even though I'm living in Vietnam now. Uh, but I think I think it would be fair to ask exactly the same question about Muslims because while anti-Semitism is a huge problem, it's still a huge problem in the world, I would say that equally we have a problem. The world has a problem with Islamophobia, which is the equivalent of anti-Semitism, let's say. So the fear of um, Muslims, basically. So exactly the same question, and here is what Chad GPT said. Historically, Muslims have faced various degrees of prejudice and discrimination from different societies and cultures. 
It is crucial to recognize that hatred towards Muslims, known as Islamophobia, is complex and influenced by a range of factors, including socio-economical and cultural and political and religious dynamics. Here are some key reasons behind the historical animosity towards Muslims. And I have just lost it. Okay, here it is. Right, number one, geopolitical tensions. Conflicts involving Muslim majority. Again, I have to say this whole thing again, because I messed it up. Conflicts invo involving Muslim majority countries and geopolitical dynamics have at times led to negative perceptions and stereotypes about Muslims. For example, event, events such as the Ira, Iran hostage crisis in 1979 or the September 11th terrorist attacks in 2001 contributed to the association of Islam with terrorism, leading to increased Islamophobia. Media portrayal number two. Negative portrayals of Muslims in media outlets, including movies, news coverage, and political rhetoric, often perpetuate stereotypes and reinforce biases. This can result in the demoni demonization and misinterpretation of Islam and its followers, leading to widespread prejudices. Number three religious and cultural misunderstandings. Differences in religious beliefs, practices, and customs have led to misunderstandings and biases against Muslims. Misconceptions and stereotypes about Islam being a violent or oppressive religion have fueled Islamophobia, despite the fact that these ideas do not represent the core tenets of the faith. And number four, Fear of culture change. Migration and the presence of Muslim communities in non-Muslim majority countries have often been met with resistance or anxiety. Fear of culture change and unfamiliarity with Islamic culture can contribute to negative attitudes and discriminatory behavior towards Muslims. Number six, number five terrorism and extremism. Some acts of terrorism committed by individuals or groups claiming to represent Islam have contributed to heightened scrutiny and suspicion towards Muslims. These actions, though committed by a few, can lead to generalizations and stigmatization, stigmatization of the entire Muslim community. Number six, historical conflicts and colonial legacy. Historical conflicts such as the Crusades, European colonialism in the Middle East and Asia, or more recent conflicts like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, have impacted interactions between Muslim-majority countries and Western nations, potentially leading to stereotypes and biases against Muslims. It is important to emphasize that Islamophobia, like any form of discrimination, is unjust and harmful to individuals and communities. Efforts to promote understanding, dialogue, and counteract stereotypes are crucial in fostering unity 
and combating prejudice. So there you have it, guys. These are the main reasons. This is what ChatGPT says, and we should believe ChatGPT because essentially what it is is anything that people have written on the internet, uh, ChatGPT uses that as the basis for uh, the raw data, then and then sort of creates uh, some some kind of um, I don't know. I don't know how it's done. It's some sort of algorithm, but basically, as you can see, it's quite quite a balanced view. Like you can, it's sort of giving you all the facts, right? All the all the reasons why people uh, hate both Jews and Muslims, um, or one of those. Um, so, you know what? My problem, my personal problem, is with anyone um, who denies facts. This drives me absolutely crazy. So, in the Muslim world, in the Muslim world, and I'm saying Muslim world, and I know I should be careful about the way I say it, but in certain countries in the Middle East, they they have this sort of propaganda, and part of it is, for example, the denial of Holocaust. Yeah. So this is when during the Second World War, Hitler killed the six million Jews, the gas chambers, the, the, the horrors of the concentration camps. So in certain countries, they say this never happened. So this is what I would call facts denial, because we have got multiple evidence of this happening. And in my country, like I said, there are uh, concentration camps. It's, it's now used as a place where people can go and and see the horrors by themselves, it's it's like a historical site now. Yeah, um, there are graves, there are mass graves. There is just so much. We still have some people, some survivors of Holocaust, you know, who who can talk about this. Um, so my problem is with anyone, whichever side it is. I'm just I've just given you one example because I I. I've heard these things from some of the students that I taught yeah, when I was a teacher at the school in Podjebrady. From these were students who were about to study medicine in in Charles University, for example. So I have a problem with this. Like whoever denies facts, facts are things that cannot be refuted. Yeah, you have irrefutable evidence. The problem is sometimes it's hard to tell, right? Sometimes it's hard to see where the where the line is. What is a fact and what is a fake? What is fake news? Especially with the social media these days, people are too quick to jump to conclusions. People are too quick to make an opinion because it's usually down to the fact that they are on one side. They sort of cheer for one side as if, as if this was football. Right, so if you love Israel or if you support Israel unconditionally, uh, you 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 stand with them. Un what's the word? Un. There's another word. Unequivocally. I can't remember the word now. But um, basically, you if you never look to to one side or the other, you just you're looking one way, and. That's a problem for me. And exactly the same thing with the people on the other side. The same problem, yeah? 
you're just looking one way and you're not willing to to fact check you're not willing to accept if there is any evidence coming to the light for example recently uh, some sort of ro rocket fell on the on uh, on a hospital and killed loads of people yeah and it has been already proven that this was a misfire rocket from uh, from the jihadi terrorists, yeah, from a Muslim Muslim terrorist group, wasn't probably wasn't Hamas. Anyway, that it has been proven, right? They have they have showed they have showed some uh, recordings. They have played recordings of people talking about it. People from the Palestinian side. They have also examined the crater. They have there have been some um, investigations done by um, neutral neutral sites like um, objective investigations and wh when new evidence comes to light in my opinion everyone should look at it and see if it's if it's true or not right because of course some you can also stage evidence you can also come up with some mm, fake evidence right this can happen too but in this case, it really doesn't make any strategic sense even from Israel to do that. Because they always abide by the Gen Geneva Convention of War. They always do that. So it wouldn't make any sense. Or it would make sense if it happened by accident. It definitely happened by accident, whether it was the the Hamas side or or um, the Palestinian, uh, sorry, the Israeli side. It definitely happened by accident. It's just that nobody wants to admit to it. But in my opinion, it points now. I'm, I don't have conclusive evidence. Or I don't. I only know what I hear in media, and when I hear people talk about this, yeah. So I've heard several interviews, and it looks like it looks to me like I can trust the Israeli side on this. Yeah. So. This is one problem I have. Like, if somebody is just lying, lies cannot win. I, I don't believe in lies. Yeah. So you cannot justify lies in any way because truth should be the important value. If something happened, you cannot make it, you cannot make an alternative version of it. I mean, you can, and some people might believe it for the, it might um, help your propaganda. But then eventually, the truth will come to light. I just believe that. Call me naive. But I think lies will always backfire. And exactly the same with Putin. Exactly the same. People will wake up to it in the end and he will, he will be punished. He will, he will be assassinated or he will lose his political influence. And I think, I think they will get rid of Putin in the end, you know? I think they will. Because they already know. It's just they are covering it under under wraps, basically. That's all. Um, but uh, I'm talking about the Palestine-Israeli conflict. By the way, this is really difficult stuff to talk about. It's very heavy. And I'm reminding everyone, this is all my opinion. And tr I'm trying to be as neutral as possible. Yeah. It would be really hard for me to talk about this with anyone. Because as I said, there's people having strong opinions. I would find it really hard to, for example, interview anyone from the Palestinian side 
just like I might find it hard to interview someone from the Israeli side. I really would. Uh, whichever side you're on, you should just always tell the truth. The problem is that these days, it might win you some points if you if you say the right things, right? And unfortunately, the right things to say because of the way marketing and internet works is sometimes to lie. That's why politicians win votes. Politicians like Donald Trump or Boris Johnson win votes because they come up with the with the simplest solutions, which are often fake and not feasible or or just inside hatred. But it shouldn't be like that, you know? In my country, I have to say, the Czech Republic is very Islamophobic. Most people are going to support Israel. Why? I think it's mostly to do with xenophobia. Basically, we don't have many Muslims in my country. You can't compare the, the, the size of the minority with countries like Germany, France, the UK. No, you just, you just don't see any Muslims in the streets in the Czech Republic. I know there are some, but a few and far between. So that's why we are quite xenophobic and Islamophobic. And often the Czech politicians, they win uh, points in their political campaigns just by uh, saying bad things about potential immigration from the Muslim countries like Syria and stuff like that. Like, it always wins points to politicians because, because of fear. Yeah, you did, these people, they have never met a Muslim. They have never lived uh, next to a Muslim. They don't know that it doesn't really matter whether you're Muslim or... It doesn't matter. It's, it comes down to what kind of person you are. Yeah, I, I know so many good Muslims, like, and I'm Czech. So for me, I, I actually hate it. I hate this about Czech people. The narrow-mindedness, the inability to just, to just give Muslims the benefit of the doubt. Like, you should first get to know them before you make any judge any kind of judgment i also understand it in a way because it's like a cultural thing as well because obviously muslims they are very different from um the czech people yeah it's they just have different values different values and um they dress differently you know they use hijab for example so i kind of get it but i don't like it i don't like the islamophobia in my country the Czech politicians, they just win so many points, as I said, like Babish. Uh, we have politicians like called Babish and Okamura. Uh, those of you who, who are Czech people, I know some Czech people listen to this podcast or watch this YouTube channel. If not Czech people, some people from neighboring countries, you might you may know these names. Um, you've got such names in other places too. You have Le Pen in France, who almost became the president. And I mean, there are problems with integration, that's for sure. There are problems. Um, Sweden, Belgium, Germany, these places, we, we hear a lot of stories, I've seen a lot of TV shows where they portray the problems with the areas, with the poor areas, with the slums, and how it leads to, for example, drug, um, uh, drug problems and things. And uh, it creates gangs of people and no-go zones. and these things are real. The problem is it's often used to scare people as well, unfortunately. Eh? So while these things exist, undeniably, it 
it's often used as a weapon. It's weaponized, yeah? And that's that's the other issue. So I, I see the problems on both sides, as you can see. But a lot of people are just bullies, you know? And they paint everyone with the same brush. They They see a Muslim woman dressed the way they do with a hijab, yeah? Veiled. And... Um, or someone with a beard who's looking who looks like they might be a Muslim. And you will just create your own sort of image of that person based on your narrow-minded point of view. If you are a bully, that's what that's what you do. You know, it's so easy to target a minority. That's what bullies do. They target someone who is different, who is vulnerable, who is weak, because they are easy. These people are always easy to pick on. It happens in the in the with the school children, right? If someone is, let's say, overweight or has glasses or, let's say, is autistic, usually target of bullies this person, right? So a lot of bullies in Europe, that's for sure, and uh, too many for my liking. And they should be called out. And on the other hand, Islam shouldn't invent stuff just because it suits their agenda. I I know, again, from my own experience working with the students from the Middle East, that sometimes they would just sort of lie to, to me and the other teachers in order to make an excuse as to why they were late and things like that, why they couldn't study. I, I know that in Islam, it you can justify lying, basically, if it, if if it's for a good cause, yeah? So, again, I think the same could come from the Western people. A lot of people would lie, like people who are not ashamed to follow people who lie. Like people knew that Boris Johnson was a liar. He has been shown to be a liar, yet people still voted for him. People still follow it, followed him. So if you follow someone who lies, that means you approve of lies yourself, right? So you might as well be a liar yourself. Uh, I mean, when it comes to the current situation in the in Israel and Palestine, my position is as follows. I really don't understand what radical Islam is trying to achieve. Whether it's Islamic State, Taliban, Hezbollah, Hamas, I just don't get it. I don't get this jihad thing. It just, it's mind-boggling for me. And I know a lot of Muslims also don't get it, by the way. I know that. But at the same time, I know a lot of Muslims who would, who would justify this, who would, uh, no, that's the wrong word, who would not condemn this. So if there is a terrorist attack and innocent people are killed, that should be condemned no matter where you come from, right? The Muslims would point out to me that in the same way, the West should condemn what Israel is doing because they are also killing innocent people. However, I feel there is a difference. First of all, there is only 16 million of them in the world, 16 million Jews. Secondly, they have the right to defend themselves because they were the, they were attacked first it was hamas who were the perpetrator 
it was Hamas who started this war. So this is the problem as well, and this causes the Islamophobia because a lot of people just are not able to separate separate those two things, unfortunately. And I don't think it's going to get any better because there is like so much pride and so much inability to change your tune. That's not the right expression to basically, you should be able to change your opinion based on new emerging facts. If some facts are presented to you, you should be flexible enough, you should be open-minded enough to change your opinion. But this is so hard for some people to do because their, their ideas are so entrenched. They, they have one way of thinking, you know, a lot of people are afraid, a lot of people are scared now, rightly so. It's a terrible conflict. It could lead to disastrous, disastrous um, situation. I mean, potentially there, there is again, once again, after what Putin did, once again, there is, there is a chance of some sort of nuclear war even uh, starting. I don't want to, I don't want to sort of um, talk about it because I don't think it's going to happen, and whoever would initiate that, that this this side would be doomed. You know, I I don't think I don't think anyone wins. No one does. If one nuclear law, uh, wep if one nuclear uh, weapon is launched, then uh, it's not going to be just one, right? Because so many countries have nuclear weapons: China, Iran, India, France. The USA, of course, Russia, hopefully not the Nor North Korea. So many countries have it uh, that it would it would just destroy the world because if we start nuking each other, that's it for us. You know, we are we are done. We are done for. We are doomed. So I hope I'm making myself clear. It's it's not easy to just. I'm not just going to say. I stand with this side because I'm trying to see all the intricacies or the complexities of this issue and also sort of present to you my personal views. I, I basically stand with all the innocent people. I have to tell you that. People who want uh, to to live their life in peace. And I think Israel, the Israel's position is really tough. Jews have been persecuted for thousands of years because of being smart well-educated, often they reach very high positions, they often make a lot of money. Um, they're just good at it. They, they are, it's in their DNA. And they work very hard as well, they are shrewd, they are smart. And this leads to a lot of hatred because people are jealous, people are envious, people want the same. That's human nature, unfortunately. And also, they have had, they have been through unimaginable trauma of Holocaust. Yeah, it's just, it's just undeniable truth. And Israel was created, which made sense from the Western point of view, after the Second World War. But in reality, it created, it's put the cat amongst the pigeons because basically. Now they were they were surrounded by people that felt like this was unfair to put the Israeli people there. So 
I don't know. I don't know all the details. Honestly, I'm not that well read. I'm just trying to listen to what I hear and base my own opinion on on the interactions I have with people, as I told you. But the, the matter of fact is that this is a complicated conflict. It's absolutely mad. The level of hatred in those areas now. Let's hope there is a chance for a truce. Let's hope these people can find some sort of common ground in the end because everyone suffers, right? There, there are no winners. Maybe the terrorist organization Hamas are happy, actually, that this, this is happening. They are the true winners. But honestly, any terrorists from any sides should be exterminated, should be got rid of. Like, I don't see any other way. Terrorists, terrorism can never be justified, in my opinion. Never. Okay, guys, this is this is so tough. This is so tough. I I have a few other things I could say about this. For example, is religion to blame? Isn't this part of the issue? That those people who are religious or like orthodox believers, you know, those who just believe in something no matter what. I just I don't have a problem with religious people and that's okay. Like you can believe whoever you want. I'm a liberal. I'm open-minded enough. However, any sort of extremism, whichever religion uh, is responsible for the, for it, is danger. Is danger to society, in my opinion. It it endangers the sort of Western values. Yeah, I say Western values like as if as if it's it's something better. But what I mean is, hmm. How to put this? How to put this? I don't want to dig myself into a hole. I think I think it's the problem is that you're kind of picking a side. Yeah? It's like supporting a football club, which is a healthy rivalry, more or less, if you ask me. It's about banter and good competition. I like, for example, the sort of standards that we can see in the Premier League. Like you support a Premier League club, you hate the other teams, but you can still have beer with someone from the other team if they are your friend. You know what I mean? I feel like religion just goes way too far with its main values sometimes. Some people interpret it in the wrong way. Like you've got... Islam is a peaceful religion. I really believe that. In Quran, you have got so many... Uh, so many verses about peace and the fact that about love and things like that. But the problem is that some people interpret it in the wrong way. They interpret it as jihad, right? So basically jihad uh, is, is against everyone and the only correct religion is, is Islam, right? It's just, it's very arrogant. It's very dangerous because they will do anything, right? They will just, they don't follow any other rules. They just, they would just, we have seen we have seen a lot of videos right of what islamic state the taliban we know 911 when 911 happened i think just like religion can be a problem nationalism is the same thing or any kind of tribalism nationalism i don't really like it i'm not a big fan i'm actually quite happy that czech czech people are not so nationalistic not so patriotic 
I think it just leads to unhealthy rivalry and arrogance and the feeling that you're better than someone else. Like often this happens to large countries, yeah? So whether it's Americans, Russians, I don't know Chinese people so much, but I know Americans, I know Russians, and I know they have a problem often. Because whenever I talk to them, they, I almost feel like they think they are something more than me just because I'm from a small country. So this is nationalism. And it's similarly dangerous, in my opinion, as, as some religions. I say some religions, but again, religion as such is not, is not wrong. It's, a, it's always about the people. It's always about the people. So in Christianity, you have problems with some priests who abuse little boys, for example, yeah? sexually abuse little boys. Like This has been shown many times. So... There are always problems everywhere in every religion, but I just don't don't trust that don't trust the religion as institution. Guys, this is a heavy subject. I'm I'm I feel like I should probably stop talking about this. I can't solve it. And you know, I I can only talk about it. But you can't prevent me from having an opinion. I think everyone is entitled to to having an opinion. And everyone should be able to change their opinion based on new facts that crop up. Whether you are a Muslim or Jew or Christian or atheist or neutral in the conflict or someone who doesn't care about it at all, which in my opinion is also a position to take. But we should all be open-minded and frankly, if you're not open-minded, if you're not even willing to listen to what the other side has to say, if you're not willing to accept facts, I think you could be a danger to society. I really do. So, okay, let's, let's move on to something else. I said I would talk about some podcasting now. So there is a new podcast in the pipeline. I have recently recorded uh, an episode with uh, Rob from English with Rob. And uh, Rob is ob obviously someone uh, who I respect for being a great teacher and a great, fantastic content creator. I actually think he's under underappreciated. I think he should be given more credit for what he does. His uh, jingles and the quality of his videos and everything about the podcast he does, I think it's it should be given more credit, and I think it will in the future. So I'm, I was so happy that Rob decided to feature on my podcast. I actually have to say there was a little hiccup because I recorded an episode with him, and then I accidentally deleted the episode, which means I had to apologize to Rob and ask him to re-record the episode. Unfortunately, unfortunately, no. Fortunately is the right word. Fortunately, Rob was so kind and didn't mind, and we did it again. And I think it's a great one. I will probably divide it into two episodes, potentially a double episode coming up soon. Um, so that's something to look forward to. And um, I should also be appearing on, drumroll, Luke's English podcast again. That's right. My second appearance on the best podcast um, that exists in the world, of course. I'm not sure if it's the best podcast, but it's definitely one of the best. That's for sure. And this time I will be talking about 
something way more lighthearted, and that's insects. Uh, so I had a few stories to tell on Lux English podcast, for example, about bed bugs and my experience with them and things like that. Uh, so as you know, Luke has always been the primary inspiration for this podcast. So I think it's it's going to be interesting. Luke himself says that this episode uh, came out well, so hopefully it will um, it will be well received by his audience. It's coming out on the 25th of October 2023, which means next Wednesday. And uh, I can't wait for it. I think, um, you know, I've, I'm very proud that Luke agreed to have me on his podcast again. And yeah, it's it's actually a great achievement for me too. And I hope you guys listen to it and I hope you guys enjoy it. So then I have to talk about my new website because finally, after, after I don't know how many years, three years of building it, three years of procrastinating mostly, to be fair, thanks to Helen, Pavel, Kuba, Pavel with W and Robert. Those are guys that helped me with the website in one way or another. Thanks to these guys, I finally managed to finish it. I was the one building it, but for example, Helen, she always consulted any sort of graphics on the website or text that I was writing there. She has always been helpful. Thank you very much, Helen, for your help. Pavel, of course, one of the Achievers Chamber members has helped me as well a lot. Uh, because I had some issues when I migrated from my host, because there was a website before, but I I had to migrate my host uh, to a new to a new provider or something. I don't exactly know how how it works, and it created some sort of problems with the script. And Ku and uh, Pavel helped me helped me a lot with it. Also, I have to give a shout out to Kuba, a Polish guy, who has helped me, uh, who has taught me how to use. Um, WordPress, which is the language in which I built my website. Um, I say language. You know, it's one of those editors that any Tom, Dick, and Harry can work with. It's not that I had to write the script. Yeah, you just, it's more like drag and drop kind of stuff. But still, there are things to learn. So Kuba was so kind to show me the ropes. Then his friend from Poland, Pavel, also helped me because he provided the hosting for me. And last but not least, Robert. My Czech friend, my ex-student, also has helped me with the website. So, yeah, why, why, did, why did I need a new website? Well, I needed a place where I could present myself in the clearest possible way um, to let people know who I am, um, why they should follow me, and uh, where they can find all the, all the content. And... Uh, whether it's the free stuff that I offer, like this podcast, the YouTube channel, as well as the paid offers, because you know I have to make ends meet. It's really important. Uh, people don't realize this often because so many things are free online. And frankly, you can't make it if you don't offer free things. So it's fine. I'm okay with it. I have to play the game. But... That also means that if you do everything for free, if you do a free podcast for a YouTube channel, then how can it, you turn it into a business? At some point, you have to find a way to monetize it. That's why I also offer courses, one-to-one -one lessons, the Achievers Chamber membership. Those are my main projects right now. And uh, so I have to have a space where I can present this, where I can 
show this to people, show them and give them the opportunity to buy it if they like what I have to offer, right? So on that note, of course, um, Achievers Chamber is my signature project uh, that I created, but I also have some more people involved there, notably Claire. Claire is um, an English teacher from England. She runs three events in the Achievers Chamber. And um, yeah, so you will, you will if you join the Achievers Chamber, I always talk about it on this podcast. Of course, I share that ad where one of the members uh, tells you why they like the Achievers Chamber. So you may have heard a few of these members. And um, of course, it's your choice. You know, is this something you need? Is this something that might help you with your English? I believe so. I believe so, but it also depends on whether you can afford it. I think it's very affordable. I set the price very low. Um, I actually think I will have to increase the price at some point. But what I will tell you is that if you join now or whoever is a current member, I'm not going to increase the price for you. You will have the lower price yeah, if you join now or if you are a member now um, because I don't want to drive you away by increasing the price, even though it's something I should be doing. Because there is inflation, right? Yeah, so going back to my website, so you will learn about the Achievers Chamber. There's there's a lot about it there. But also some testimonials about me as a teacher, you know, uh, what people think of me as a teacher. And um, also some information about potential future courses that I offer English through board games, English through role plays, practical everyday English um, course, the vocabulary course and some other things. Um, yeah. So I would also like to thank all people that support me, whether it's by liking my YouTube videos, by leaving comments, because every little helps, yeah? This is the least people can do, and most people don't do it. I don't know why. It's so easy to do, right? You, If you watch someone's content, why not like it? I'll tell you why most people don't like it, because it's just that extra thing that you don't have to do and you still can watch the video. But people don't realize that if I don't get the likes, this is not going to be shown to anyone. Like the videos are shown to more to more people uh, if there are enough likes and comments. It's, the, uh, it's how the algorithm works. So um, of course you can buy one of the things I offer, but if you don't have money or if you can't afford it or if you don't want to do that, please at least like or comment. It makes a huge difference. You could also become a patron but uh, of this podcast, of the Next English Podcast, but currently there are no benefits. It's just to support my work. Like You could do that as well. Uh, just send me one, two, three dollars every month. It would, again, make a difference. And um, yeah, so I, I want to thank all the Achievers Chamber members, all my private students who are listening to this. Uh, this is the best way to support my work, but also this is the, the way you get the most out of me because I'm a professional English teacher, so I have expertise and my main mission is to help you level up your English. My main, main mission is to help you with the problems that you have with English, whether it's your pronunciation, your fluency, your confidence, or just you just need more speaking practice. I'm here for you. That's my job. So. Thank you very much that you've decided to choose me as the person who can help you with this, of course. And as a way of thanking you, I have created 
uh, something for you, for all of you listening. Anyone who is able to listen or watch this, you will find a link in the description of this episode or on my new website, which is, by the way, teachesdenek.com. So it's the same website as before. It's just It just looks so much different now, so much better, in my opinion. I mean, almost everyone told me that it looks a thousand times better now. The graphics is just, it's it's a game changer, really. So a gift, yeah? What's the gift, Zdenek? Well, it's called Unlocking Your English Potential, Eight Secrets to Fluency. It's a course. It's a video course. It's one of those courses that you can watch online at any point. There are eight videos or nine. Is it nine? I think it's nine with the introductory video. It's nine videos, basically eight tips. Every video except the introductory one is about one tip. There is also like a little twist because I I created it in a, in a funny way. It's sort of like the idea is that you are trying to escape prison. So you will have some interesting stories they're made up stories of a prisoner trying to escape prison I, I don't know what you will think about it if it's over the top well just uh, take it with a pinch of salt because this is my first time doing something like this however i'm quite proud of this i think it's very good i think uh, i shouldn't probably praise my own stuff but i just feel like i have put in so much effort and let's say i'm quite proud of the outcome uh but of course, you can say what you think. You can comment under every single video there. You have you have the option to do that. Um, so it is completely free. I said it's a gift. So it's for all of you, completely free. Yeah, I think all of you should watch it, watch it. And I can't wait to see what you think about it as well. Um, yeah, I did. I did put my heart and soul into it. It took me several months to finish. Maybe almost a year. Yeah, I should have done it a long time ago, but sometimes with these long projects, I tend to procrastinate. Not very proud of it, but sometimes it happens. I just put things off, especially if it's something free, right? So it doesn't, it's not one of the things that helps me make money. And that's why it's it's not the top, the main priority, right? It's not on the priority list. But I, I, I know I have to do it because... This is my way. Why did I make it? Why Why am I so altruistic? Why am I just trying to help everyone? Well, of course, this is my way to show the world who I am, what I can do. I want to help people. Yeah, This is, this is what you have to do as somebody trying to work online, somebody trying to have an online business. You first have to help people, show them what you can do, give them something for free, and then hope that some of those people who get that gift will pay it back. Yeah, because. Um, I believe in the law of reciprocity. Yeah, I think you are you are happiest when you not only take but also give. If you only take, you can't be a happy person because giving someone also makes you happy. In my opinion, you know, think of think of for example Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, what are you are you happy when you receive the gift or when you give someone a gift? What makes you happy? Both. Or does giving a gift actually make you happier than receiving a gift? Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. So it's the same. Like I'm, I make something for you, and now it's up to you. If if you think like you you want um, to support me, well, you have options. It's all on my website. But if you don't want to support me or can't afford it, that's totally fine as well. You you also have access to this course. It's my first course. 
Yeah, I'm hoping to make more courses in the future. The next one planned is a pronunciation course. I have so many ideas. I love teaching pronunciation. You know that. So, um, um, by the way, this course is on tr on the the what's it called? The tips on how to become fluent. It's on Thrivecart. I made it on Thrivecart, which is like a platform where you can oh, you record videos and then you put uh, your videos um, on this platform. Where then people, when they when people join this course, it shows them uh, the percentage of completion. So you can watch the first video. Maybe next day come back to it. It will always tell you how 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 far how much progress you've made into that course. And I think it's pretty cool. So you can enroll, check your progress watch whenever it whenever you want yeah i think are there any there should also be some uh, i think there are some exercises as well that you can do so i recommend uh taking that sort of active approach be be practical do do it practically as well the things that i am suggesting it can really help your english yeah it can really boost your english i think i believe most of you are already advanced but uh, all these tips are sort of applicable to lower as well as higher levels. Okay, so I mentioned Thrivecart, which I think is a, is a great service. It's quite expensive. I actually have to say it was quite expensive. However, the benefit is that it's only a one-time payment. I didn't want to go for one of those platforms like um, what what are they called? Udemy, Udemy, or uh, Thinkific. Those platforms um, basically you have to pay monthly monthly membership and it's too expensive. I I, I would rather pay one-time payment and um, it's just, it's an investment. Hopefully it pays off in the end. I find more private students or I just, you know, um, yeah, I find people from my course. Um, speaking of Thrivecart, this is something you might be interested in. Maybe you are a business person yourself. Maybe you might want to create your own course. Uh, get in touch with me because I do have an affiliate program. Oh, we could help each other out. You could buy Thrivecart through me, through my own link. And as um, um, as a way to return as a way of returning favor, I, I promise I would teach you, I would show you the ropes, I would show you how Thrivecart works. You know, I would be happy to do that. Uh, that would be a nice commission for me. So of course, you know, I it's a win-win, right? So let me know. Like I said, it's a lot of money, but if you're thinking of starting your own business, having a course like that, I think it's it's a good one. I have to say, I've been quite happy with it. So, um, yeah, um, I guess you know, I guess should I leave it there? I feel like I feel like I've said I've said enough on this episode of the podcast. How long has it been? Oh my god, almost ninety minutes. It must be one of the longest episodes I have ever record it <laughs> yes so uh yeah okay so before i go once again check out my website go and check it out now teachersdenek.com download the free course watch it apply all those juicy tips that i am offering you there that i'm talking about there that i'm teaching you there and of course as always consider becoming uh, an achievers chamber member the amount of value you get there, currently, it's it's just mind-blowing. It will blow your mind. Um, it's a lot. And yeah, um, 
it's it, the best time to join the group is now because as I said, I will probably be increasing the price next year. And if you join now, your price will be lo the lower one. And uh, yeah, in the Achievers Chamber, you get regular lessons, regular group lessons, fantastic international community of great students, most of them Europeans. That's because the events and lessons usually happen in the evenings of Central European time. We do some IELTS. We practice some IELTS exams there, Cambridge exams. We play word games. We have discussion events. There is the popular vocabulary booster. Um, you can watch a video about that on my YouTube channel, by the way. And uh, you have an opportunity to be one of the faces of my YouTube lives, one of the students. Uh, you can even run your own event. You know, if you have an idea, something you would like to do for other people in the group, I'll give you the opportunity, of course. It's for B2, C1, and C2 levels. Yeah, so you should be at least upper intermediate to join. I know a lot of people listening to this are. And um, yeah. Also, I'm thinking of creating some sort of weekly feedback. Uh, it's like my new idea with, um, did I already mention it? I can't remember anymore. I'm getting a little bit tired, everyone. I think it's high time I stopped recording this podcast. But um, basically, I'm planning some sort of feedback podcast only for the Achievers Chamber members, where I would just tell them about their English, some correct some of their mistakes, pronunciation, and things like that. So that's also kind of planned in the pipeline. And more experiments, because I like to experiment. For example, recently I've been making an IELTS game for my students, an IELTS board game. Yeah, so that I may potentially put it on my website at some point. We will see. We will see. So, guys, I think that's all for today. I, I'm really sorry for, for making this episode so long. And I have to say, well done if you managed to say to stay uh, till the end, because it can't have been easy. The stuff I, the stuff I talked about here, uh, not easy. But it's done. It's the end. It's not the end of the podcast, fortunately. And there will be more to come from me. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And until next time, bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, visit my new website, teachersdenek.com, where you can find out about my speaking group for high-level English learners called the Achievers Chamber and download my free course, Unlocking Your English Potential, Eight Secrets to Fluency. That's teachersdenek.com.